Father, we declare just an open heavens. We pray, O oh God, a place where you speak, a place where you reveal your heart, a place where you make known your thoughts toward us. We pray that in our worship and even in our praise, that you would hear our praises. You would receive the, these praises from a grateful heart. You would receive these praises, O oh God, from hearts, O oh God, that are, are, are thankful, hearts that are grateful that you are a great and an awesome God. You are a great and an awesome God. Shiai lamasikai lebehe, riba shalamanda rabasete lelebehende, riba kai lamasotola boboshitai. Speak, Lord, speak, Lord, this morning, speak, Lord. Oh God, I pray, oh God, just visit your people right now, oh God, as they worship, as they sit around your word, just minister to them. Those that need healing, heal in the name of Jesus. Those that need restoration, restore. Those that need breakthrough, oh God, just show up on their behalf. Those that need answers, oh God, I pray, minister. Oh God, may your, your, your angels descend. Oh God, with calls from the altars of God, touching the mouths of God, touching the lives of each one of your sons and daughters today. We take up all limits of you today. Oh God, we take up all limits of you today. That you are, oh God, that there is a yoke destroying, burden removing power of God that is in this place. Remove every burden, remove every yoke. Oh God, we pray today that you would destroy every yoke of bondage in the name of Jesus. Shabbatai Ramasete. concern you come in with a spirit of heaviness i'm here to say to you god is is taking away that spirit of heaviness he's giving you beauty for ashes the oil of joy for mourning the garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness lord i pray let there just be a lifting right now oh god that heavy every heaviness oh god everything that so easily besets us lord I pray today we, that you would remove it, that you would remove it, we would remove it. As we start off this year, oh God, we, 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 we understand that we invite you, oh God, to show up in our lives. We ask you, we invite you to show up in the lives of your people. Father, for those that are still on their way, I pray in the name of Jesus, hasten their footsteps. Father, I pray, remove every distraction. Remove everything that hinders them. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We worship you, Lord. We worship you. We honor you, Lord. We glorify your name. 
You are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be praised. Psalm 89 says, I will sing of the Lord's great love forever. My mouth will make known your faithfulness through all generations. I will declare that your love stands firm forever and that you are rest- and you establish your faithfulness in the heavens itself. You said I have, I have made a covenant with my chosen one and I have sworn with David my servant I will establish your line forever and make your throne firm through all generations. David as he uh, as this psalm is recorded in Psalm 89 it says I will sing of your great love forever. Amen. And my mouth will make known your faithfulness. Amen. That means this is our commitment for all that God has done in our lives. It is our responsibility to begin to make known his love. To begin to make known his mercy, his grace. And show, and and it says here, I will make known your faithfulness through all generations. That means, how would the world know that our God is faithful? Until we open up our mouths and say, God has been faithful to me in this way. God sustained me. God provided my needs. God took care of my family. God took care of my children. God healed me. God provided my needs. This, how do we know of the faithfulness of God? It is recorded for us because people testified. They testified how he made ways in the desert. They testified how he made ways through the rivers and he parted the seas so that they can cross over. They made ways how he provided for them. And so this is what we have to do. I pray that you will tell the stories of God's faithfulness toward you. Amen. Because that is the greatest testimony. The greatest testimony. And therefore he says, I will declare that your love stands firm forever. God's love is unwavering. God doesn't change like seasons change, like circumstance change, like like social people change, and like people change. <laughs> you know, God's love does, stands firm forever. And this is, so we want to, 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 to understand this. But I like verses 3, it says, I have made my covenant with my chosen one. He speaks of David, how he made a covenant. But not only did he make a covenant with David, but he makes a covenant with the lineage of David. Amen. And, and that we are part of the tribe of Judah. We are part of the household of Judah. Amen. We are part of the people of praise. Amen. So this morning, it shouldn't be difficult for us to open up our mouths and praise God. Because God's been good to us. Amen. God's provided when even when we didn't know how. God provided. Even when we didn't know when it was coming, but God provided. And I want to encourage you today that God is a faithful God. Amen. So let let us bow our heads together. Father, we love you. Father, we honor you. Father, we glorify your name. Father, we lift you up in this place. Oh God, you said if you be lifted up, you will draw all men to yourself. Oh God, let there be a drawing this morning. 
Let there be a drawing of men and women to yourself. I pray today we take off and remove every obstruction. Remove everything that is that, that is clouding the lives of your people. We've come to praise you. We've come to worship you. And Father, we worship you irrespective of the circumstances, irrespective of how we're feeling. But today is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice. We will be glad in it. I will say of the Lord, he's my refuge. I will say of the Lord, he's my strong tower. I will say of the Lord, he is my righteousness. I will say of the Lord, he, he is the one that I can run to. So Father, I pray today, may your people experience the miraculous love of God. May they experience the miraculous grace of God. But more than anything else, may they experience your presence this morning. So saturate this house. Receive our worship. Even today as we open up our mouths, as we praise and as we worship you, show up in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. And everybody said amen. Amen. It's good to see all of you this morning. Amen. Amen. Some of you, we didn't see you since last year. Amen. Amen. But it's good to see you this year. So Happy New Year. We never had the opportunity. Amen. To wish you. But let's just worship God together. Amen. God bless you. Amen. We give God all the praise, the glory, and the honor. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this house. Surely he has graced us with his presence.
Father, we dishonor you. We bless you. The songwriter said, when I open up my mouth and shout, every wall comes crashing down. I want you to know this morning that your victory is in you being able to open up your mouth. Like the children of Israel, when they walked around Jericho for seven days, and on the seventh day, the Bible says, after they walked around the wall seven times, the Lord said to them, now open up your mouth and release a shout. Somebody needs to release a shout so that the walls around them will begin to come. The Jericho around them, that obstacle in your way will begin to come down. That obstacle, that thing that seems like you cannot break through. May God begin to show up on your behalf. May God begin to show up on your behalf. Every wall, every wall, every obstacle, every obstacle to your career, every obstacle to your work, every obstacle to your job, every obstacle to your business, every obstacle to your family, every obstacle to your children, every obstacle over your life. In the name of Jesus, walls come down, walls come down, walls come down, obstacles to your peace, obstacles to your joy, obstacles to your beginning to live life as God determined it. In the name of Jesus, every wall must come down. In the name of Jesus, we worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Come on, somebody needs to claim their healing. Somebody needs to claim their deliverance. Somebody needs to claim their breakthrough. You gotta do it with your mouth wide open. You gotta begin to lift up a shout in the name of Jesus. Lift up a shout in the name of Jesus. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for he's bringing you out to bring you in. In the name of Jesus, he's brought you out of darkness into his marvelous light. We worship you. We worship you. We praise you, O oh God. We worship you. You provide the fire. I'll provide the sacrifice. Amen. We worship. You provide the fire. I'll provide the sacrifice. Come on. This morning it's only between you and God. All you need to do is say, Lord, I'm here for no other purpose but to just get with you. I'm here just for no other purpose but just to hear your voice. And I can tell you today, you're not going to be disappointed. You are not going to be ashamed. You can walk out of this place saying, surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. But you can walk out of this place with a word. 
You can walk out of this place with one word that will set you on fire this year, that will begin to bring your breakthrough this year. In the mighty name of Jesus, just worship God together with us in the name of Jesus. this morning I want you to say Lord this pour fresh oil upon my life this pour out a fresh anointing over my life anointing for a new year oh God that, that even oh God fill me up till overflow oh God fill me up so that others oh God may be blessed by the overflow in my life May my children be blessed with the overflow from my from may, may those that work around me, my work colleagues, and the place of business, oh God, let it overflow. May they be blessed with the overflow for my life. I speak overflow in the name of Jesus. Not just getting enough, not just making it, 
but I speak overflow in the name of Jesus. Oh God, I speak, oh God, that there is, you said you will do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask, think, or even imagine. Lord, we speak overflow in the name of Jesus, an overflow in our lives, an overflow of your anointing, and an overflow of your spirit, an overflow of your presence, an overflow of power. We speak an overflow of supernatural miracles this year. Supernatural miracles. Somebody needs to prophesy over their life. Somebody needs to speak it. And I want you to know you can call those things that are not as though they are. I speak an overflow, an overflow of God's anointing over my life, an overflow of his presence, an overflow of growth in my life, a multiplication. I speak multiplication in the name of Jesus. We bless you, we bless you. Bless him with a song. Bless him with a sound. Bless him with a spiritual hymn. Bless him with the voice, with the words of your mouth. Speak over your family. Speak over your children. Speak over your grandchildren. Be believing God. He's able. we bless you. Father, we glorify you. We thank you that this is going to be a season. A season of the overflow. It's going to be a year of the overflow. I feel it in my spirit. Like Jeremiah says, it's like fire that is locked up in my bones. Oh, hallelujah. Lord, just touch your people with a new touch. Let touch your people with a fresh touch. Oh, let them have a great encounter with you. glorify your name. You are worthy to be praised. So Father, we say let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing unto you. O oh God, our strength. O oh God, our redeemer. O oh God, our salvation. Father, we thank you that we surely feel your presence in this place. Thank you that we have been changed every time we in your presence. We have been changed, renewed, transformed, set apart, sanctified in the name of Jesus. Bless us as we continue in your presence. In the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said amen. And everybody said amen. Now before you find your seat, can we do a praise song? Amen. Can we do one praise song? Just something. You know, son. Amen. Something to say it's New Year. Amen.
give God a praise offering in this place. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. You may be seated. Bless the Lord. Amen. Thanks to the worship team. Amen. Hell lost another one. I am free. Come on. Amen. Amen. Whom the Son of Man has set free is free in. Amen. Free in. That means there's no entanglements. Amen. There's no slavery. There's no bondage. I am Oh, some of you are saying it, but you're saying, Pastor, there's a little bit something holding me a little bit. Amen. When you're free, you know, I've seen some of you when you are free. Amen. You dance around. You shout. When you're really free, you're happy. Amen. Amen. And when you're really happy, you're loud. And you see the expression on your face. Amen. Even if you're squeaky, you're loud. Amen. Amen. So, Happy New Year to those that we didn't have the opportunity of seeing. And uh, so, we thank God for you. Amen. And we're excited about this year. Amen. And what the year holds. Amen. And so, this year, our theme for Potter's House is possessing our divine inheritance. Amen. So, won't you say it with me? Possessing our divine inheritance amen so that means there is something that god has in store for us all we're going to do is take a hold of it amen tell your neighbor take a hold of it amen that means there are some things that belong to our peace there are some things that belong to our breakthrough there's some things that belong to our deliverance but we have to take a hold of it Amen. It's not just going to happen. It's not just going to show up. you got to learn how to possess. Amen. That means the Bible says when God said to the children of Israel, you are crossing over the Jordan, but you are going to take this land as a possession for you, as an inheritance for you. That means there's inheritance that is for you, but you got to take a hold of it. There are some blessings with your name on it. Amen. There's an old song that says God's got a blessing with your name on it. Amen. How many of you know that God's got a blessing with your name on it? Amen. I thank God that he's got my name written down. Amen. We sang the song that our name is written in heaven. Amen. That means God knows my name. There's an old song that says he knows my name. He knows my very thoughts. Amen. So God knows you. Amen. And if he knows you, he's got something in store for you. Amen. And that belongs to your breakthrough. That belongs to your deliverance. Amen. That belongs to your promotion. That belongs to God elevating you. You see, sometimes we want to just get by. Amen. I do not know whether you started 2023 with with a thought that you are just going to wing it. You know what I mean by wing it? That means as it comes. I'm going to take it as it comes. Now the problem with taking it as it comes is that you're already expecting nothing. And when you expect nothing, you don't fail. Some of you are scared of failing. Failing is not a problem. 
Live, not living is a problem. Amen. So go into 2023 with a desire. We spoke to you about having a prophetic declaration, having a prophetic word over your life. And that's something that you have to go into 2023 with and pray that word through. And whatever the word that God spoken over your life, you said it's going to come to pass. Amen. So our scripture for the year is from Obadiah chapter 1 verses 17. And, 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 and it speaks about God saying there are some things that belongs for our inheritance. And I want you to understand this. I believe and I've been speaking this that there's a distinction coming between the world and the church. And for so long, I want you to understand we can't say the harvest is ripe. And the laborers are few. And we can't say that the harvest is ripe if we don't understand that this is a very key element. If the harvest is ripe, it means that there's something God's about to do that requires us to shift, requires us to change, requires us to make a move in our lives. So if the harvest is ripe, that means at the harvest, there's a distinction between the wheat and the tares. And the whole parable of the wheat and the tares is between the distinction between the church and the world. And so there must come a distinction. At harvest time, there must be a distinction. If we believe we are closer to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, then we got to believe it's harvest time. And in that harvest, there's a great harvest that is coming to the body of Christ. Amen. There's a great harvest that is coming to Potter's house. I'm believing God that. A harvest of souls. Amen. And we believe in God. In order for us to prepare, there has to be a distinction. I want you to understand this is no longer time for lukewarm. There's no, no, no time to just begin to, to straddle the lines between being saved and not being saved. Being a child of God and not being a child of God. You cannot walk the middle line and say, you know, I'm like this, but I like this also. Amen. It's coming a time where there's going to be a distinction. And I want you to understand God is preparing his church. He's coming back for his church. People that know him, love him unconditionally. People that are called by his name. People whose name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Amen. So I'm saying to you today, this is important. Now, in, in 2020, there was a term that was coined during the, the pandemic, and it, and, it, and it was said, this is a new normal. Have you heard that? And when they started saying it, I was angry. And I know if you go back to some of the recordings, I said there's no such thing as new normal. You can't call something that is abnormal normal. It's not a new normal. And the reason I'm saying to you it's not a new normal is everything has gone back to normal. Now, so if that was a new normal, what is this? Is this abnormal? You, you understand what I'm saying? Don't, what I want you to understand is don't buy into the language of the world. If we buy into the language of the world, we are not speaking as kingdom people. And the language of the world is determined by circumstances that is around it. You don't live, you're not a victim of circumstance. You're not a victim of situations. You are a child of God. 
You live from the point of, of the perspective of eternity. And therefore the Bible says you call those things that are not as though they are. That means it's what is already in the mind of God you speak into reality. You are not worried about what you're seeing right now. You are not moving over the temporal. So I, I, I was talking to some of the leaders during the course of the week and, and, and in our preparation for the year, I, I kept on saying, speak certain things. There are certain things that are common to man. Problems common to man. You need to understand. You get old, you're going to have some body pains this year. Don't, not a shock. Is it? When you get up, you don't get up so fast. Amen. There's certain things that are common to man. If you're going to look for problems this year, you're going to find it. Because every year it's going to be there. But you have to know that you are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. You, are, you don't look for problems. You look for solutions to problems. Because when problems come, you've got a word already. And you're speaking it over that situation. What I'm saying to you, do not be conformed to this world. This is a very big, important point because if you want to possess your divine inheritance, not just money, your divine inheritance, that means there's a spiritual inheritance that God has for you. And if you're just living and you're saying, no, I've got an education and I've got a degree and I, and I got a good job and I, and I got a good business and I got this and that's my inheritance. No, that's just, you're touching the surface. You're just making it. And God didn't make you to make it. He made you to live abundant lives. To him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can think, ask, or even imagine. Ah. So the other day, I, I, we go into a car dealership and I look at it. And there's an i7 BMW. Have you seen it? They said to me it has a 32-inch TV in the back. They say, you don't buy this car to drive it. You buy this car to be driven. I said, praise the Lord. Amen. More than you can think, ask, oi. Ah. Are you living in the thinking? The asking level? Or the imagining level. Even if you're living in any of those levels, God is still above that. Amen. Amen. Oh, you, you go quiet when I say these things. I'm waiting for the day when somebody say, Amen, Lord. That means I'm moving above that. That means you got a target at work. You are not going to operate just on the target. You're going to exceed the target. You got a projection for the year. You're not going to just achieve the projection. You're going to exceed the projection. Because you serve a God that does exceedingly, abundantly, exceedingly. Somebody say it. Exceedingly, abundantly, above. Amen. Come on. If you can get it in your spirit, you can get it in your life. Exceedingly. Abundantly above. Amen. When you go in for the interview, exceedingly abundantly above. When you're applying for the promotion, exceedingly abundantly 
when you're applying for the job, exceedingly abundantly above. When you're going into your business, Amen. Get it in your spirit. We have to understand this. We shift the atmosphere. That means we have to understand that atmospheres change at the presence of the Lord. But you are the carriers of the presence of the Lord. That means wherever you go, that atmosphere must change. That atmosphere must shift. Amen. So I'm here to say to you, God is about to do exceedingly abundantly above in your life. Now go with me to the book of Malachi. Amen. It's a good scripture for to start 2023. Amen. And I'm not going to the part where it says, shall a man rob God? Right? I'm going a little bit past that. Amen? Because we're talking about exceedingly abundantly above. Now, uh, uh, the other day, my mom sent me some, some photos of us when we were younger. And um, I, I, I remember that I spoke to you the other week and I said to you, you know, in those days, we all had pictures in our houses. You know, you always had a picture of Jesus in your house. You had a, you had a cross in your house. You know, some of us had the, 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 the Last Supper in our houses. Nowadays, we don't have anything. Maybe we should find some things, you know, and put something there to just remind us a little bit. But there was one frame, and, and it was in the photo that uh, I was showing Annie. It was in a photo that we took in our houses. Those, those days, you know, we didn't have fancy paint and stuff. You had, you know, enamel paint. You painted everything. You know, they call it oil paint. You know, they used to call it oil paint. You know, it, everything used to shine. You know, and, uh, from the floors, you know, with the, li uh, you know, the lino floors, you know, the, the ones that you had to put cobra polish and polish it. And then you had to brush it out. Amen? Before tiles. Before mops, you know, you had to get down on your knees. Amen? That's why those days when they used to ask you, you know, when, you, when, when, when the family is going to propose a girl, they should look at her knees. You know, because if the knees are black, it means she knows how to work. Uh, I don't know now how we can check because they sit in offices. You know, if the nails are done. I don't, I don't, don't think that works. You know, uh, but you, you have to find. We have to find something else for you know to say. And if you got something, tell me. You know, because we are about to get to that stage. Amen. So. Amen. But this is important, right? So when we're looking at this frame, and the, there was this frame that says God is the, the unseen guest in our home, the silent listener to every conversation. What? How did it go? Ah, unseen guest at our table, silent listener to every conversation, Amen. And there's one more thing. I'll, I'll remember it. It's on my phone. I would have pulled it out, but the people on would, would, would wonder what happened. We switched them off. Amen. Amen. But it's three parts to, to it. But I want you to know that God is the silent listener to every conversation. Amen. Now, I want you to know that there are some conversations that you have that sometimes hinders you 
from coming into the blessings of the Lord. There's some stuff that we said. Now, in, 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 in Malachi chapter 3, verses 13, and you can go with me over there. I'm, uh, I'm going to read it from the, from the, uh, the living translation. And uh, this is what it says. But you say terrible things about me, says the Lord. But you say, what do you mean? What have we said against you? And the scripture says in verse 14, you have said, what use is it serving God? What have we gained by obeying his commandments or by trying to show the Lord of heaven's armies that we are sorry for our sins? But from now on, we will call the arrogant blessed. For those who do evil get rich, and those who dare God, puni uh, dare God to punish them suffer no harm. Hear this? God said, you have said terrible things about me. Now, this is something that is key even in our lives. Have you said some things that God may have heard? Because the Bible says his eyes go to and fro over all the earth, beholding good and evil. There's nothing you, the Bible says there's nowhere. He says if I go, David writes us, he says if I go to the heights of the heavens, you're there. If I go to the depths of the sea, you're there. Wherever I go, you're there. You can't hide from it. If you thought you were hiding, I'm here to tell you, couldn't hide. And what, not only hiding, but whatever you said, God has heard. Amen? And so the Bible says, he has heard everything that you have said. And the Bible says, you have said terrible things about me. And now, I, when, I, when I heard this, when I read the scripture, it says, what is God considering terrible things? God is considering terrible things when we said, what use is it serving God? Have we got to the place where you went through a tragedy? You went through a loss. You went through some difficult situations in your life. And you said, I'm serving God. But why is this happening to me? You may have not used the words as it is written, what use is it serving God? But you may have asked it and implied it indirectly. What use is it for us to serve God? I want you to understand today that God, when he looks at this, he frowns upon it. Some of us have asked, is God, has God forgotten me? And therefore, we justify our behavior of moving out of the blessings, out of the favor, out of the direction of the Lord. <coughs> now, this is, a very, this is a very, very key thing for us to understand. I want you to understand, never question what use it is for serving God. 
I want you to know there are ways that God has blessed you and showed up on your behalf that you don't even know. But because by virtue of it, it's, it's similar to you as being a parent. There are some things you do for your children that they don't even know you did it. And they don't know what it takes for you to be a blessing to them. Isn't it? So the challenge is that when, when you eventually stop it or they move out on their own, then they come back to you and they say, eee, oil is expensive, eh? Rice. Eat that Romney creams. I'm eating that royal creams. is 50-something rand now. But they eat the whole pack at one sitting. Now when they have to buy it, they say, no, we won't buy it now. Eh? You don't know because it was done for you. You assumed it. Amen. But sometimes spiritually, we assume that God's not there. We sing the song, even when I don't see it, he's working. Even when I don't feel it, he's working. God's working on your behalf. I'm here to say to you today, it is worth serving God. David writes it like this. He says, I was young, now I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their children begging bread. You know what? We need to get back to the place where we're tenacious about our salvation. That means irrespective of whatever I'm going through physically, mentally, emotionally, health-wise, financially-wise, all those things, it doesn't interpret who God is. In my life. That means it doesn't change who God is in my life. You know, the, the, the old believer, the ones that just gave their hearts to the Lord, never questioned God when times got tough. They love God the more. Love God the more. Irrespective of what you are facing. Amen. I'm here to say to you, it is worthwhile serving the Lord. Amen. Then it says... What have we gained by obeying his commandments or showing God we're sorry for our sins? There are many of us that look at what we are going through and we say, there's nothing I've benefited. There's nothing. Amen. Even when it comes to your tithing. Say, no, 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 it's okay. If I don't give, it's okay. If I give, it's okay. Don't become callous about certain areas that are fundamental for your protection. The Bible says, when you, when, when, when you tithe, he will rebuke the devourer for your namesake. And the devourer is not a financial devourer. The devourer for your life and the devourer for my life may be different. What's a devourer? It's anything that is trying to destroy your life. What may be trying to destroy your life may be different to what is trying to destroy my life. My life, it may be trying to destroy my peace. So when I tithe, I protect that. God rebukes the devourer from attacking my peace. For you, it may be relationships. For you, it may be something else. It may be finance. It may be, it, it may be work. It may be, uh, it, it may be joy. It may be 
a, a devourer could be an addiction. A, a devourer could be a, a loose tongue, a gossiping tongue. That's what's destroying your life. God, when, when he said he will rebuke the devourer for your name's sake, you need to understand and identify what is the devourer in your life. And understand when you, when you trust God with your tithe, you're saying, God, you're going to destroy this. A devourer can be an external force that is trying to mess up your home. That's the devourer. Amen? So when we speak about certain things, like here it says what we have gained in, in obeying God. Sometimes some of us say, you, you, you know what, I've been walking this way. And, and this is for people that have been saved for a long time. You've been in church for a long time and you say, I know everything. And you sit in church and then you switch off because you think you know better. You are not giving, that's the devourer trying to steal your joy. Because you may need a word that you may have heard before, but a reminder for the season that you're in. Amen. So get to the place. Don't serve God just because you're going to get something. Amen. The Bible says he's no man's debtor. And if you provide the sacrifice, you provide the fire. Amen. But I want you to understand this. You don't serve to get. You don't give to get. You don't serve to say, oh God, I, I, I'll do this. You, you, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's almost as if, you know, for, for people that come from a Hindu background, they, 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 have, they have a word they call seva. That means you do good deeds. In order to get something back. Don't do that. You know some people say. No if I do this good thing. Maybe God will do that for me. It's almost like playing the lottery. Say Lord if I win the lottery I'll give something. You know, Don't do that. Love the Lord. Unconditionally. Amen. The Bible says. You have to get to the place. Where you understand. Work out your salvation. When I say to you. That there's coming a day. Where we all will stand before God. And give an account for how we live. Church is not a place to judge you. Church is a place to give you the tools to live your Christian life. So if I tell you to work out your salvation. It's not me judging you. It's me telling you. There's coming a day where you have to give an account for how you live. Amen. And when we're talking about the separation between the church and the world. We need to understand the longer we straddle the lines, God knows. Heaven will distinguish, heaven will prove, heaven will give evidence of how we've lived on the earth. The Bible says that when we come before the Lord, the Bible says, and the books will be open. And the records will be spoken of all that you have done for the Lord. Why, why, do, we, why, why do we deal with sin in our lives? When we mess up, even when we sin, when we walk out of the plan of God. We can ask God to forgive us. And the Bible says he, he forgives us and he restores us. So may the Lord help us, forgive us and restore us. But then he says, now we, have, we will go on to call the arrogant blessed. If you go in, 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 in Malachi chapter 1 uh, verse 26 around there, it speaks about where people said, and we call evildoers good. You know what happens? 
We, have, we live in a society where we venerate people that get wealthy through ill-gotten means. That means we get so excited when we see the, the drug dealer driving past with the latest Mercedes-Benz. That means that's what we're calling the arrogant blessed. We're calling the proud blessed. We're calling the evildoer blessed. And we're mistaking it. Even the fact that they, you know, in our society, they got those people that call themselves blessers. They use a biblical term for an ungodly behavior and lifestyle. May the Lord deal with them. That is what the Bible says we can't call evil blessed. Amen? So don't rejoice. Don't become sad. The Bible says don't become sad when you see the evil prosper. Because they like the wind. They like the chaff which the wind drive it away. Once they hear and then they know more. I'm here to say to you get to the place where you understand this. You know, sometimes some of us say, hey, you know, if we see these people that don't love God, they're just being blessed, and, and why we, the children of God, we're struggling, we're struggling. Why are you comparing yourself to something that doesn't matter? The Bible says don't build based on things that are temporal. Build on those things that, that are eternal. Build on principles that are eternal. Come on. I'm here to say to you, the Bible says these are the things that we ask. It says even the point, it says for those who get, uh, who do evil and get rich. And, 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 and they say God cannot punish us and has done us no harm. I'm here to say to you, judgment is coming. It may have been a hard sermon to start 2023. But I want you to understand this. Stop equating yourself to the world. Stop saying things that are not true. Because sometimes you block off your blessing by the things that you've raised your mouth to. But verse 16, I like. It says, then those that feared the Lord spoke to each other. Amen. And the Lord listened to what they said. I'm here to say there is a company, whilst there are, I'm here to say to you, whilst there's a company of people that are, that are taken by the things of the world and has spoken negative things, the Bible says there's a company of people also on the earth that has said, who fear the Lord. May we be counted amongst those that fear the Lord. What does it mean to fear the Lord? It's not like God is standing there with a big stick, ready to give you a whipping. No, we fear the Lord, that means we reverence him. We reverence him from the point that we honor him. Amen? And because we honor him, we won't do certain things. Amen? That's the reverence of the Lord. I have the fear of the Lord. Live in the fear of the Lord. Live in the place where you are able to say, God, even I know you are watching everything and you can see me, you can take care of me, you, you are taking, paying attention to everything that I'm doing. Live in the fear of the Lord. Not because people can't see, it's okay. Or pastor don't know, it's okay. 
Get to the place where we live in the fear of the Lord. Every day, God, you're watching me. God, you're taking care of me. Because you can't only want him to watch you to protect you and not watch you when you're doing wrong, when you're living wrong, when you're speaking wrong, when you're making wrong choices. If he's with you, I mean, if I'm with you, right? If you say, you know, you're with me to protect me. If someone is with you, they're not just present, but they can see everything that's happening. They can hear everything that's happening. You can't say, God, I want your protection, but just don't listen and don't see. Hear no evil, see no evil. I'll do all the evil. You know? You've got to get to that place where you're able to start to say to the Lord, I want your presence. Your presence will help me. Even when my faith, when my flesh is weak, when I'm led into temptation, Lord, deliver me from it. Help me. Amen? I'm, remember I said this on New Year's Eve. We're not perfect. But we're inviting God to help us to become perfect. Amen? And so there is a, a group of people that, the, that says they listened. And the Lord listened to them. They, they're in the fear of the Lord. And then it writes this. In his presence... A scroll, a scroll of remembrance was written to record the names of those who feared him. Always thought about the honor of his name. There is a scroll of remembrance. Ah, amen. That's powerful. There's a scroll of remembrance where God has recorded your name. Amen? Another portion of scripture says your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Remember when Jesus is speaking to his disciples, he says don't rejoice that the, that the devils are cast out in your name. Rejoice that your name is written in heaven. Today, my encouragement to you is your name recorded in heaven? It's good for people to do, know your name. And even when we pass, sometimes they put one tombstone and they write our name there. Sometimes, we, you, know, you know when you were in school, you used to write your name on the desk. Goni was here. <laughs> and you put 1960. No. Sometimes some other children are now, hey, you long old days this is. We all used to write. Some, some, fellas, some naughty fellas used to go and spray paint. We were here. Why? We want people to remember us. But may people not remember us by our name written somewhere. May they remember us on every thought of us, every mention of our name. May they know the good that we've done. But more than anything else, May God know your name. In the Old Testament, they said that the kings used to have a book which they used to call the Chronicles. And it should be written every good and every evil deed that was done against anybody. Amen? So this is important. Aunties are picking up their sweets. Amen? <laughs> it is good for you to know that your name is recorded. Amen. 
I didn't say your name, so they don't know. Amen. But your name is recorded. The Chronicles was a record of what you did. Remember in, in the days of Mordecai, when the king could not sleep, and he went and says, bring to me a book of the Chronicles, and when they opened it, they were told, they read off the account of what Mordecai did, how he exposed the assassination attempt on the king, and then he asked the question, what has been done? Amen? I'm here to say to you, when the book of the record of your life is open, what it would be say? Very good person, but sometimes hard. Huh? Very, very helpful person, but sometimes talk too much. <laughs> or oh, this one, mm, don't mess with. I, I'd like to get a glimpse into how the angels write the record of our lives. Or they say, no, this one roller coaster, up, down, up, down. <laughs> Amen. There's a record of your life. And the Bible says in the book of Revelation that one day, Revelation chapter 20 verse 12, the books were, were open. And another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things that were written in the book. We got to understand that there's a record. Daniel chapter 7 verse 10 says, the judgment was set. And the books were open. Amen. That means there is a book that is going to be open. And when the book is open, what will the record say of your life? Why am I saying this to you today? There's a possession, there's an inheritance that God has for you. But we've got to live right. There's some things that hold us from accessing it. And the Bible says that there's a book that, is, that our names are written in. Amen. And so today I pray that your name will be written in heaven in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Then verse 17 says, And they will be my people, says the Lord of heaven's armies. On that day I will act in judgment. They will be my special treasure. Another version says they will be my jewels. I like jewels. You know, because it gives more specific. You know, jewels, you don't just leave anywhere. Huh? You don't go home now. Some of you wore some of your nice jewelry today. When you go home, you don't just throw it, isn't it? You keep it safe. Huh? Some people, because, and when visitors come, you lock it away. Because, you know, we got some visitors that, you know, we got some visitors. That when they leave your home with a gift. <laughs> Amen. So, jewels you don't just leave anywhere, isn't it? The same like your wallet, you don't just leave anything just anywhere, isn't it? Unless you're like me if you forget certain things, you know. But the reality is that you've got to understand that God says, you are my special treasure. He says, I will spare them as a father spares an obedient child. Then you again will see the difference. Look at this, verse 18. Then you again will see the difference between the righteous and the wicked. Between those that serve God and those who do not. I pray today 
that you will be amongst that company of people that has considered the righteous, those that call and serve God, love God. Amen? Let's just bow our heads together today. Remember, I've been sharing with you, he's a God that listens to every conversation. Amen? May the Lord just show up in your life. Understand today, don't speak foolishness. Don't speak anything that is not in accordance to what God's word for your life is. There's a God that listens to every conversation. Don't curse God. Now, let me say this to you before I pray. Every now and again, we're going to pray prayers like how David prayed. David's, uh, David prayed and says, Lord, my enemies are all around me. They're fighting me. Where are you? There's nothing wrong with saying, God, right now I don't feel you around me. I need to feel more of your presence. Right now I don't feel protected. I don't feel covered. Lord, show up on my behalf. It's okay sometimes to say, God, you know what? I, I don't understand why this is happening. It's okay. There were many throughout the scriptures that questioned, but they weren't saying, God, I'm challenging your integrity or your ability to provide. They're saying, God, I'm trying to understand it. My, my, um, um, my finite mind cannot understand this, but I believe in you, you hear. Amen. I want you to understand that sometimes, you know, sometimes you, you, you ask your parents, you love me. You know, have you ever had your child ask, ask you that? And sometimes it's because they don't feel it. Sometimes they see how you are with somebody else. Or they see how you are with outside people. But when you're at home, you're like cold. And they're saying, hey, maybe you don't love us. Now, some of you don't like to have difficult conversations. You walk around, you know. Rather ask, you know, you love me. It's okay. Amen. Sometimes we ask our Heavenly Father that. It's okay. But I'm saying, don't get to the place where you say, Lord, compare yourself to the wicked. Compare yourself to the ungodly. If you've got a question to ask God, ask him specifically, without comparing. Amen? May the Lord show up on your behalf. I'm here to say to you, God's got greater. God's got better. God's got more in store for you. Father, we come before you today. I bring your sons and your daughters before you. Lord, you love them. They belong to you. This morning, I want to challenge you. Is your name written in heaven's records, in the Lamb's book of life? When the book in heaven is open, what would the records reveal? I want to give you the opportunity to say, God, invite God back into your life. Sometimes we have loved God, but we've strayed away. We've, uh, you know, we've backslidden. We've walked away from his plans. But today you have the opportunity to say, Lord, come in. Lord, show up. Lord, answer. The Bible says, 
to those that call upon his name. He's faithful and just to forgive them and restore them. Today you can leave this place with the greatest gift, the gift of salvation. You can leave this place rejoicing because your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. All it takes is not everybody publicly praying for you, but it's you saying, God, today it's me. I ask you into my life. I confess that I've sinned. I've come short of your glory. But today, Lord, restore me. There's a distinction coming between the world and the church. And when you've said that prayer, you can say, Lord, I'm a child of yours. I want you to know today, the Bible in Romans says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ. That God doesn't sit there holding a record of all the things that you have done wrong. But the moment you repent, he is faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. If you said that prayer today, you have invited God into your life. We rejoice with you and heaven rejoices that your name is written in heaven. So Father, we bless your people today. Thank you, God, that in the conversations that we have, let, let it never be destroying conversations. Let it never be conversations against you. Let us be mindful that you're ever present. You're the silent listener to every conversation. So show up in the lives of your people. Let us live lives and even for those that are entering into the workplace this week and starting off the new year, for those that are preparing for school and university this year, for those that are waiting to get into the employment and for businesses that are opening this week, do exceedingly abundantly above. This we ask in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. And Amen. 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 Oh, someone help me.